back with episode 15 of Somehow I Dad, the podcast that celebrates the joys, the challenges, and the hilarious moments of fatherhood. Join us as we dive into the world of dads sharing stories, advice, and insights on navigating the wild journey of having kids. Whether you're a new dad, a seasoned dad, or curious about the dad life experience, this podcast is for you. So grab a cup of coffee or a nice glass of whiskey, sit back, get ready to laugh, learn, and connect with fellow dads on this adventure. Welcome to Somehow I Dad. I'm Garrett, your host, and joining me today from Seattle, TJ Weaver. What's going on? Also from Seattle, Alex Minton. Really excited today. All right. Okay. Uh, Gordo and Tyler are not able to make it uh, tonight. They're uh, taking some time to be with their family during this holiday season and um, got some sickness that they're they're taking care of. So uh, it's just going to be us three tonight. Uh, we're super excited to, to dive into this. Um, before we get too far, um, I did get an email that I wanted to read to you guys. Um, that came in from, I wish, I really wish Tyler was here. Um, the Tony Giddens. Tony, Sir Tony Giddens sent in an email, which if you're not familiar, you can send in, um, send in an email to the show at somehow I dad at gmail.com. And, um, just, I don't know, whatever you want to say to us, I guess. Um, but Tony, Tony wrote in, um, and said, dear dads, Today, we listened to your episode about self-care. Please consider this as my submitted invoice for a new radio in my car. Upon hearing the dads, including a culinary grad, who just called out Alex right off the bat, <laughs> berating dad's Tyler, dad Tyler on his mom's red velvet cake as merely, a, <laughs> as merely a chocolate cake with red food coloring, my wife took a screwdriver from the glove box and commenced to destroy the radio, all while screaming about guys who don't even know how to turn on an oven that are telling her son that he's basically eating a chocolate cake. The total for the radio is 41062. Therapy for my wife and the trauma that Tyler had suffered is priceless. Sincerely, Tyler's dad in an now musicless car. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got this email a few days ago and I told Kate and was about crying uh, reading this. Please tell me it's a joke though, right? I, who knows? Oh. <laughs> I, would, I would assume so. And I really hope so, but I, who knows? Um, I, all, the, all that to say, Tony, you're still wrong. Like, 100%. like I don't know what hundred percent still wrong. I don't know what to tell you. Red velvet cake is literally chocolate cake. Yeah, with red we're, food we're not, we're not eating I mean, the blood of our ancestors, right? So, <laughs> what is red velvet cake? Yeah, Google that. What would right happen now. if you didn't put red food coloring in it? Would it come out like a chocolate cake? Okay, I guess. It, Google says red velvet cake is traditionally a red crimson or scarlet covered layered cake layered with some kind of icing. Traditional recipes do not use food coloring. Um, but it's that gets the red color from a, a, a non Dutch anthocyanin rich cocoa. Where do cacao? you? Oh, cacao. That feels cacao? like chocolate. Um, That's 100% interesting. Chocolate. The word you were trying to uh, read 
was ermine. Ermine icing. Ermine icing. Nothing is worse than doing a Devo at church with like old Bible names in it. And you're like, I'm going to make a fool of myself in front of everybody. <laughs> nothing is nothing is worse than that than preaching with old Bible names. And you're going to make yeah, a fool same. of yourself in front of everybody. <laughs> That's yeah. True, true. While red velvet cake is technically a cacao cake. Cacao. There is a, there is a key difference between the standard chocolate cake and a red velvet cake. Unprocessed cocoa, which has a more intense flavor, a more intense chocolate flavor. So, at Tony, I don't know. So it's a chocolate chocolate cake. That's <laughs> what you're saying. It is a special chocolate cake. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, which is what I which was I think I feel like that's point. core concept. I think it's kind of what we've it, been arguing all it's, along. It's here. like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. You know. You know, I, I did, you know, to be fair, I did get a little heated when we got <laughs> you did I get think a little it was spicy. I think it was justified. My my Italian hands came out like I, I got to <laughs> put them back in their cage. It just it got aggressive. So I apologize for the radio, but I do not apologize for being right. In my opinion, yeah. Tyler stuck his feet in and you were like, I can do this, too. That's what I saw happen. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> I, and all this to say, I don't doubt that that cake wasn't amazing. Oh, 100%. No, no, I think I that like cake is delicious. And in fact, if you want to send us a cake, by all, by all means, send us a cake. I will eat I, it and be proved wrong happily. Exactly. Listen, but right now, it's just cake. a red chocolate cake. But it's still red, a chocolate cake. <laughs> red velvet cake with white chocolate price frosting. Delicious. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, if if you're, if you're, I, I mean, if you've if you've got any other opinions and you're listening to this show and you want to let us know that we're wrong or you want to reinstate the fact that we're right, um, please but by means. Um, <clears throat> we are uh, new new to the show. We are live on Twitch, uh, so you can be. Uh, you can you can drop it in the chat if you think that we're right or wrong and. If you agree with us, I might shout you out. If you disagree, I'm definitely not shouting you out on the <laughs> on the show. So uh, be careful. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely just chocolate cake. Can I? Uh, <clears throat> it's, we're it's just the three of us, and yeah. in your multitude of followers on Twitch. Um, yeah. So, what is the most terrifying Bible verse to you? Okay, before really quick, before I, I meant to, to to note on this before before we get into this, um, so you you mentioned saying Bible Bible names wrong. <laughs> yes, one of the first times. So Cameron, um, for those of you listening, uh, Cameron was on the show a few weeks ago. It's one of my best friends. Um, he's the the young adults pastor at my church. The first time I heard him preach, Mephibosheth. Um, <laughs> it was had to have been like 2015, 2016. We were interns. We graduated high school together um, in 2015. So we were like fresh out of high school. You and graduated in 2015? Yes, I'm young. You know Five this. Years. Five years younger than us. Five know. years. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry. So, that just hurt so me. First time, first, time I, first time I heard him preaching, um, he... He was he was preaching to the youth group. Um, I think he was probably middle schoolers. We 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 have a a, a service specifically for middle schoolers on Sunday morning. Um, 
and he was he was preaching um, from the, the the book of the Bible called Exodus, and he so confidently came out and said Exodius. Oh, and never, never corrected course. Never once was never once realized what he was saying. I feel, I feel like he touched his anime roots right there, like hard. That's, and he that's just like kept an saying, Aaron vibe. he kept saying Exodius <laughs> to which afterwards he got done preaching. And I was like, dude, you, you kept calling Exodus Exodius. And he's like, yeah, that's what it's called. Homeboy did not know that it was actually called Exodus. And thought it was legit called the Exodius. I mean, it sounds way cooler. It sounds way cooler. Yeah, petition to change. I think. I mean, Exodus kind of has a meaning in the name, but it's still a lot cooler when it's Exodius. (laughs) Exodius sounds like a transformer. Exactly. I'm a big fan. I'm gonna say that next time I do a church devo. Sorry, that was, my, from, that was my story. Say from the podium. Going for it. Uh, scariest Bible verse? Mm-hmm. Jeez. I don't know. Because I have one. And I heard it in a podcast when I was driving to Mount Vernon the other day. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to listen through this. What is, what is your... What, is, what was it? It's the passage in... Uh, Luke, I believe. Oh, no, sorry. Matthew 7, where it says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. That was going to be mine. It says, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. And I'd always read that and been like, what did they do? And how do I not be that guy? You know? And what the guy, the pod, the, the dude on the podcast, I, I don't know who he was and I couldn't find the podcast again because it was like one of those like part one to like 12 on TikTok and I just scrolled through it while I was driving. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, he said the very attitude they have where they justified their way into heaven by what they did yeah. is the attitude. Like, were you acting because that is what God God called you to do, or were you working for your salvation? Yep. It's and and the, that, it's, that it's punched just, me in the face. And that was that was part of my devo for Sunday. I was like, I, I know each and every one of you, but remember why we do what we do. We yeah, don't do it out of some obligation or some hope for a reward. It's because that is what we are called to do. Yeah, that that like when I was in Bible college, like that scripture is the antithesis antithesis hard word of the gospel. It's yeah. it's literally the exact opposite of grace. It's the exact opposite of what Jesus did. It's literally adding in works back into salvation, right? And exactly. It's what, you know that that time in the church, like that was a common thing where it's like, oh, you have to be circumcised to be saved. Oh, you have to do all these things to be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, on like you have to honor Jewish law on top of Jesus' sacrifice to be um like the Hellenistic and or not Hellenistic, but uh gosh, I'm Orthodox. Of, it was the name of the group, and I'm definitely losing it, and I feel bad as someone who's a learned doctor. Um but Do really, you have MD at the end of your name? 
I don't. I don't. <laughs> then are you a doctor? Are you a doctor yeah. like you're like a dentist is a doctor? I'm a doctor like a chiropractor is a doctor. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, the. I take offense that, to that. Yeah, it's okay. Are you a chiropractor? I don't care. Um, no, but I, I go pretty religiously. I don't. Oh. You're on the subscription plan? <laughs> um, Come back 97 no. times for us to readjust you. I did have, I did have to go a lot at the beginning. I, I just have very emotional feelings towards chiropractors. So like culinary chiropractors, like that's, <laughs> that's where we're going right now. I was, I was about to say, are we going full red velvet again? <laughs> um, but that was the scripture I was going to call it as well, because it's just like, it's so easy for us to drop back into a nature of works because our culture is built on works. Our world is built on works. And so it's really easy for us to measure ourselves based upon what we do, what we can do, what we've done. Um, and it's just, that's just not the gospel at all. Yeah. <clears throat> I apologize for hijacking that, Gerber. I really no, do. you're good. I think I was just looking up um, the verse that I, I was thinking of, um, which I think is, this is probably goes to just to talk about how um, probably a poor job the church has done when talking about um, Jesus coming back. Um, but I think <clears throat> the the thing that I was like scarred as a kid, which I guess it just goes, it just depends on what side of the fence you're on. And we're going to get super, super deep into theology. Um, This is so left, taking a hard left turn of this, this podcast, but um, Gordo is going to wish he was here tonight. Um, As was the intention. It's going to talk about cryptids too. (laughs) Let's talk about Goliath's brother. It depends if you believe pre-trib or post-trib. Um, but the the verse in Revelation 6, um, uh, Revelation 6 verse 12, when the final seal is broken. Um, and like, I used to have nightmares of this as a kid. I remember I remember being being a kid and like every time there was an altar call, I'd be down in the front like, Jesus coming to my heart, like was so terrified that I was, mo- I would, I'd prayed the prayer so many times because I was terrified of like going, going to hell or having to live through the tribulation. Um, so I, but the, this verse, uh, revelation six, verse 12, I watched as he ripped the six rips off, ripped off the sixth seal, a bone jarring, bone jarring earthquake, sun turned black as ink, moon all bloody, stars falling out of the sky like figs shaken from a tree in a high wind, sky snapped shut like a book, islands and mountains sliding this way and that, and then pandemonium, everyone and his dog running for cover, kings, princes, generals, rich and strong, along with every commoner, slave or free. They hid in the mountain caves and rocky dens, calling out to the mountains and rocks, refuge, Hide us from the one seated on the throne in the wrath of the Lamb. The great day of the wrath has come. Who can stand it? Like <laughs> what? The mountains sliding. Yeah. The stars falling out of the sky like someone shook a branch. Like, dude, that's that's some scary shit, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that that verse as a kid, like scared the, the daylights out of me 
I will say in that realm, it was I almost envied the Catholics on their like confessionals because it's like I've done so many things bad today. What if it happens <laughs> right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there, I think. Yep. Yeah. If, especially if you were raised in the church. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I feel like if you're if you're raised in the church, you kind of get thrown into that conversation a little bit more versus if you like kind of join the church now and the church doesn't really talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, my church much. has gone pretty hard in the end times a couple times. And I loved it. That's where I lean forward. I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> this is getting Speak exciting. to me. Yeah. Spice. Like I think I think uh, our senior pastor did like was 18 20 weeks straight on revelation holy cow all fire all so good that's crazy yeah and and i grew up like so the first bible study i was ever a part of we studied two things the book of daniel and the book of revelation and nephilim i love the book of daniel so much um and so like it's my middle name daniel yeah gdb GDB. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like. <laughs> I like. Um, so it was, it was literally like we talked about like the end times so often from like eleven till I was about seventeen when I got kicked out of my church, sixteen, seventeen. And um Men talk. <laughs> um that's that's a story for a different time. But and not for a stream. Nope. Definitely not first dream. Um, nope. Although I'm, I'm happy to share why I got kicked out of the assemblies of God <laughs> on the stream. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The AG, never mind. I was about to just send it. So I'll just keep that to myself. But <laughs> um, what's hilarious, I'll just cap that part off with this. I'm a registered and ordained minister in the assemblies of God. After long after I got kicked out of the church. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got registered or ordained at 25. I got kicked out at 16. So um sometime. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the topic for tonight, you know? Yeah. So uh for those of you listening, we are recording this episode on Monday, December 18th, um, which <clears throat> means it will come out on Christmas Day. Um so with it with that, um, what are your guys' plans for Christmas? Um, and do you guys have any fun transitions that you're doing? Transitions? Transitions. Just a solid white. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I feel like being involved in women's athletics, but uh <laughs> Oh, don't say stuff like that. Oh golly. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Got that one out. <laughs> oh boy. Um what are you guys doing for Christmas? Christmas is a dumpster fire at my house. Yeah. Like in the best way. Like I love it and I hate it simultaneously. Yeah. Um, because we live so close to my in-laws and so close to my parents, we split Christmas day. So mornings at my house, afternoon and evening gets split in alternating years between my in-laws and my parents. So Christmas is a production for us. Honestly, um, 
a large part of me just wants to stay at home with my kids, let them play, you know, Um, let them have their toys, let them relax, stay in the comfy pants all day. But honestly, uh, my wife and I have talked about it ad nauseum, honestly. And uh, we, it is important that my kids spend time with their family. I do get that or their extended family. But at the same time, as a, I remember Christmas Day as a kid, and I loved, like, you open your toy, we do our story of Jesus in the morning, we'd open presents, and the rest of the day was to play with presents, you know, build the Lego sets. And um, so it is, it is tough for me to give that up, personally. But at the same time, I do love seeing my kids play with their cousins, stuff like that. It's yeah. just, it's a weird in between. Uh, and then you add in church this year, at least Christmas isn't on a Sunday. Cause that I feel yeah. like was last year. And that was, that was a lot. Sure was. Um, so this year we just have three services on Christmas Eve. And then I get to go home and probably sleep for a few hours. And then go over to my in-laws for Christmas Eve because that is their family tradition is Christmas Eve is the comfy pants hangout. Yeah. This year it's a white elephant gift, which is weird, which we've never done before. It means that Alex and I can't game the system. So we get each other and buy each other what we want. (laughs) Literally what we do every year. Every year. Magically, I pick Alex. (laughs) Alex picks me. I don't know how it happened. We've been going for like six years straight. Like it's oh been a beautiful gosh. thing. Yep. It's been yep. out of like 25 plus TJ and I just somehow <laughs> get each other. I don't know why we <laughs> haven't given up and just been like, okay, so I'm buying what I want. You buy yourself, treat yourself. Like it's, <laughs> all, we've but, almost, but it, it's fun. Like the, the value in gift giving is, is so much fun. Right. Where it's like, agreed. yes, you tell me what you want, but it's like, like, I'm at least for me, right? I really do enjoy giving gifts. 100%. I don't, I don't like receiving. Receiving, gifts. I, hate, I hate the experience yeah. of opening in front of a bunch of I people and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, see, I, my listen. love language is gifts or acts of service, like that combined. So to me, giving gifts is like I love giving gifts. Like M has gotten probably like seven gifts for Christmas, and guess what? She has opened seven gifts and it's not even it's a <laughs> yep. week from Christmas because as soon as it gets here, I'm like, I want you to have it. I thought about this. Take it. I want you to have it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and like so like for me, it's like I I try to hit every note of a gift where it's not just like a oh, I got this cool thing, but it like hits that emotional, that spiritual, whatever, right? So yeah. um like you're like giving like giving gifts is fun. Um, but like traditions for us. So like we, we've added a few things in the last couple of years. So one like Christmas tree hunting. So I absolutely hate tree farms. Like not, not on principle of like, of like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. No, not on principle of like, I don't want like commercially farmed trees. No, I, I don't care about that at all. What I care about is I can't find a place to park. I have to drag my kids around through this S show of a, of a tree farm with all these people fighting over like four trees. 
and everybody's tagging him. Everybody's trying to take pictures. Because he tripped while running with his hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. My young or my (laughs) oldest, like, gets himself hung up on a tree with a freaking saw. My youngest pooped his pants. Like all these things happen. Right? So the, the the tree farm by us, they don't let you bring your own saw. Like you have do, to use you have to use their provided you have to pay saws. Them to use no, their they're saw? free. They're free they're saws. Communism. communism. But, but the saws are the same <laughs> saws, saws for like for like ten years, and they haven't been sharpened. So the last time we went, we went to go cut down the tree and it took us like 30 minutes. It's like me and my father-in-law just on either side going back and forth, like <laughs> dripping in sweat. Like it was, that was my first time going to cut down a tree and it was, it was awful. Yeah. So we, we started like in Washington, we have a lot of public lands. So we like for the state, we can do tree permits. So it's like 10 bucks and you can cut a tree in certain areas with throughout the state. And so we've been doing like ugly tree shopping, which has been so much better. Like we go up into the middle of nowhere. We take the sleds. The kids are all geared up in their snow stuff. They get to run around in the woods and do their own thing. And then we cut down a Christmas tree. So like that was this year. And then we've um, with young adults ministry, we've done, uh, this is the second year we did it uh, a Christmas party at our house. And man, it is, is it a production? It's, it gets rowdy. There, it's super loud. We had um, we had like forty people at our house, young adults, um, which is which is pretty intense for the size of my home. Um, and so, like that's been a tradition that we're going to keep doing. And then, um, as as TJ said, right? So, like my parents, it's it's always been the be with your grandma, be with your mom, be with whatever on, on Christmas Eve. Um, so. This year we've got a couple of services and we're doing um so I'll be at all three of our services and then we're going over to my mom's after that. But uh Christmas Day is one thing that we've I feel like we've done a really good job. And it it is helpful, like proximity-wise. I'm about just shy of a half hour or a little over a half hour from my mom's house, um, where I live currently. So what we do on Christmas morning is the boys. And us and soon to be Nora, we get to have our time. So it's Anna yeah. and I and the boys. We get to have our time. We get to have Christmas morning and make them breakfast. We do all that. And that's till about 1030. And then my in-laws come over, my brother and sister-in-law come over. And we we just made sure that everything was at our house. So the boys were on their own turf, doing their own things, um, get to have a good time. And they get to open presents from us, hang out, play with their toys for a few hours. And then my in-laws come over, they get to open some more presents, play with their toys for a few hours. And then later that like Christmas morning or Christmas day afternoon, we're going over to my mom's and, uh, and doing that whole deal. But it's, it is kind of a production, but it's less of a production. Cause like Christmas day is very much so like centered around us. And we had a conversation with my in-laws where it was just like, Hey, like you're grown and retired. I have a bunch of kids. <laughs> like you come to me. I'm not dragging my yeah. kids after they just had their Christmas morning. Okay. Pack up, get dressed, all these things. So Go over here. Should I have my, that talk with my in-laws. Well, it worked for me. My, I don't know how it's going to be received for you. <laughs> um, but I know my, my in-laws are more amenable to change. So um, your in-laws, hence my parents, 
are less amenable to change. <laughs> so, um, but that that seemed to work out really well. So we have basically from when when the kids get up in the morning to open their Christmas presents at five thirty till. Um, oh, dude, it's like they wake up early normally, but on Christmas morning, it's like. We've been up all night on and I building toys, getting everything ready, wrapping stuff, doing all that. And then it's like 5 a.m. These boys are cracking. And we (laughs) last year, we put up the baby gate at the top of the stairs and we told him, I was like, dad is not getting out of his bed until 630. So you guys just got to wait upstairs. Your Your kids also wake up at like 530 in the morning. For sure. For sure. But that I, you know, the, the big deal is like, we we have Christmas morning with our boys where it's just like us as a family. And then my in-laws and my brother and sister-in-law come to me um, and they get to enjoy their Christmas morning with them as well. And so we get to have this semi-relaxed, like I cook for them. Um, so this year we're doing like a prime rib and all that kind of stuff for lunch. Mm, and, come on. Um, but Way better like, than most Christmas food. Amen. For sure. For sure. But like it's... Um, you know, the big deal for me is like, I want to make it as comfortable for them as possible, but it's focused around my boys, right? It's like, yeah. this is their Christmas. We've all had our Christmas experience as a kid and now I'm having it as a parent. But for me, it's like all of our traditions are built around them. It's like we're on uh, on Wednesday night, we're going up to um, what's called Snowflake Lane in Washington, where it's like a big Christmas ordeal, right? They do a big old parade. They do fake snow. They do all that. Um, so you're not going to the Christmas concert? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Chris, like I told Anna today, I said I would rather take a bullet to the mouth than go to a Christmas. Oh concert. dear God! Like I it's would. It's actually going to be pretty dope. I'm not going. I'm lie. sure. I'm sure it will be, but it's still Christmas music. Like you <laughs> guys can play amazing music. It's still. It is still Christmas music. Like I just want to headbutt a nun. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see you headbutt a nun. <laughs> I pay some serious money. Back, for that. kind of back into the topic. Sorry, <laughs> we 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 pivoted. Pivot um, <laughs> <laughs> was um, what I have had to accept is I did not grow up like my wife and her family with all family close by. So my because I'm a military kid. It was always just me and my parents, my sister and me. Always. We lived in Japan. We lived all over the country. So it's tough for me to see it from their point of view. Um, Because I never grew up with any aunts, uncles, grandparents close to me at all. So it it is tough for me to be objective because it was never the experience of me. Which is why I would say I have been more inclined to defer to my wife because I know I'm not coming from a place where I grew up with that. So it's important to me. My yeah. wife did grow up with it. It is important to her. So it's one of those, like, I think it is better. <clears throat> it is not a fight worth having as I mean, it, not that it would be a fight, but it's not one of those things yeah. that I feel like I am potentially qualified, so to speak. To uh, speak either pro or con about it, yeah. Because was, I, I would agree, there's nothing better than seeing my uh, kids hang out with their cousins. Like I love yeah. that. 
I love it. If if, that it was, could, uh, if it could be an alternating year where Alex and Anna come up to our house and the boys and the and their daughter hang out with my boys and my two daughters, like one of those where it's just cousins, because I always want my kids to have a good relationship with their cousins, because those are yeah. like your friends that you should have for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know. But. That's just that was that took that took some adjusting for Kate and I when when we first got married because my family has always lived really close to me, um. So we saw that we see them all the time. We saw them all the time. Where Kate grew up, her family, um, half of her family lives in not half, but her grandma lives in Arizona, and she's really close to her grandma. And then her uncle, um, who who they're super close with lives in Chicago. So we, we see them, we see her, her uncle a lot more than her grandma, but we see her grandma like maybe once a year, like she'll either, either she'll fly in for something or, um, or the family will go out and see her, but they don't see her very often. So Kate kind of grew up where like when family is in town, like you are spending every waking moment, like you're waking up early to go over there. You're staying late because you're just not seeing them as much as you see everybody else. Um, and, and with my family, it was like, we see each other all the time. Like we don't really get together for Christmas until like three or four in the afternoon. And then we're done by seven or eight and call it a day. Um, and we love each other, but we just don't, because we're around each other all the time. We don't, it's not like super important for us to spend the whole day together. So that definitely took some adjusting because I, for every single holiday, I want to like rest and stay home and just take it slow and enjoy, enjoy the time off work and just enjoy time with family and chill. But Kate's like, no, we've got to see this person. We got to go over here. We got to go to this. We got to go to that. We got to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's just so tiring for me. Um, But so we've, we kind of got to figure it out. And I thankfully now that we have Zeke, we kind of, I kind of told Kate like, Hey, like we need to slow down and like put our family first. Like, yep. And by our family, like me, you, and Zeke, like, and not, whatever future Brocks are running around, yeah, not grandma and grandpa, like, not great grandma and grandpa, like, everyone else can wait. Like, we need to to, to prioritize our family. Uh, so we're we're gonna spend some time Christmas morning. Uh, I think my my parents are gonna actually come over um, in the morning, but we, we're not going over to their house. Like, we're like, if you want to hang out, like, you can come over to our house, and we're just gonna cook breakfast, uh, make cinnamon rolls and some quiche. And, um, and then a tradition that quiche. we quiche? quiche. It's a white people dish. You've never had quiche. I have. It's like the worst version of eggs. You don't love. Quiche. Oh man. I love quiche. It's good. Good buttery crust made with lard. Oh yeah. However, Give traditional breakfast burrito any day. However, traditional quiche is served at room temperature, which I think is trash. Like not, it needs to be served. It needs okay. to be served right out of the oven. Yeah. Like not quiche, okay. quiche smells weird to me. Oh, it smells man. like it smells like a, a kitchen sink. It's just not good. No, quiche is But good. maybe that's because the room worst, temperature quiche. The worst is- the worst version of eggs are poached eggs. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely just like not. cracking Listen, an egg into some water like two, two things one this has become a food podcast two <laughs> poached eggs on a good eggs eggs benedict oh god bless america like that is I salvation i don't, love, on a me I don't love benedict sauce me neither oh no 
Kate, <laughs> Kate, Kate loves Eggs Benedict. You don't it's love like you don't love hollandaise. You don't love, I don't hollandaise, love hollandaise at all. Oh, like it's oh. it's okay. Like if, when Kate gets it at restaurants, like I'll try it. I'll take a bite or two, but it's just not not my favorite. Okay, hold on. Give me a breakfast last, burrito any day. Last food thing I'm gonna say. No, it's not. This is no, probably not. Chick Fil A is a good breakfast burrito. It's this, delicious. The spicy you, really, you know this is spicy. You must get spicy. This is yeah. a make or break. cheese. This is a make or break for me, guys. Okay. This is a make or make or break for me. Like I'm just gonna sign off for the night. Um, biscuits and gravy. Like a true uh, must be a, biscuit. Must be a, a sausage gravy, gravy, not a bacon gravy. Okay. I've never had bacon gravy, but sausage gravy all the way. Okay, but I, was, but I love biscuits close, and gravy. That was a close call. Like you were, you were gonna like insult my religion. And and makes biscuits and gravy for the worship team like once a quarter, dude, and it's we, like my favorite. We used to have my mom used to make biscuits and gravy for the worship team, and we had to tell her to stop because we would eat so much of it. And and it's such it's such a <laughs> thick it's such a thick second, breakfast that like yeah, we would always every <laughs> dude every time that we every time we'd see it but guys we have concrete for breakfast like <laughs> you just eat it it just sits it's true and you lose all energy the singers when can't you're, sing when you're at church at five thirty in the morning and then you have biscuits and gravy and then you have three services like. Yep. Dude, it doesn't matter what I eat. By that third service, I need so much Red Bull to stay awake. <laughs> like, I'm so tired. So M normally makes like 30 plus breakfast burritos for Dude, the team. I, I love breakfast burritos. And they're just like bacon, tater tots, eggs, cheese. We do we have like a we have like an egg casserole that someone makes for us like pretty much every weekend. That's delish. And everybody goes everybody goes for the middle. And skips out of the middle and then no, leaves the crispy the, edge. Le- yeah, everybody yeah. leaves the edges that are crispy, and I just go around and smack the side of the pan and get all the crispy edges because that's where all the uh, that's where flavor see, town is. See, baby. Emily also makes her own homemade hot sauce, and that is one of the greatest things of all time. Um, back to the topic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but we did, dude. Yeah. I if I, it's dangerous, it's really dangerous now that I know that you. Alex that are so passionate about food I'm, because I'm very, I'm very passionate. passionate I'm very passionate about food. And I like, if you were to look at like my YouTube recommendations, it's just all food. Yeah. Um, that's my specialty like was soup. So that, that was my Ooh. focus and specialty. So um, I don't know what the, I don't remember what the actual technical term for a soup chef is, but that was my specialty. So go down the soup lane. We're in it. Um, but back to the topic, I think one of the most important things with any tradition is that like the kids are not forgotten. And that's, that's really the lens that we've looked at all of our traditions through is like, regardless of holiday or whatever, is like our, our, our sons and soon to be, you know, daughter and sons, are they the central focus, right? Is their experience the focus? If that's not the case, then that tradition is cut, right? Yeah. So w- we did kill a lot of traditions, and it—I got the hiccup. Sorry, guys. You're good, but um, it it broke my mom's heart a little bit. Where it's like she, because growing up, we didn't have a ton of tra- like my mom's childhood, no traditions. Like my childhood, tons of traditions, right? Um, and which so, was 
your parents uh, compensating for their lack of 100%. childhood traditions, both of yep. them. Yeah. Where so it's and also my family having zero traditions just because we have moved around so much. Like it was just this is Christmas Day. The, our tradition yeah. was literally we read the Christmas story. After that, yeah. it's free game. Yeah. That was that was really my main tradition growing up was we we always read the Christmas story from the Bible. Um first thing before we before we had breakfast, before we opened any presents. Um we just took some time to kind of recenter ourselves around around Jesus and 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 the reason sounds, for the season. Yeah, it's it's cheesy, but it's it's true. Like it's it's really easy to especially when you're so heavily involved now in church and whatnot. Like you kind of get wrapped up in in serving and and for for TJ and I you get you get wrapped up in serving and music and production and um and then you've got presence and family on top of all of that and trying to or and cleaning the house and like it's um, it's, it's pretty easy to forget the reason why you're doing it. Um, so we, we always made it a priority to, to read the, the Christmas story as a family yeah. together before we did anything else. And that's definitely something that we're going to continue to do with Ezekiel and, um, who as, as he, baby Ed, Thank um, you. <laughs> and as he gets, as he gets older, letting him read the story, um, so that he gets to be immersed in that. And it's not just us reading to him. Um, so yeah yeah overall i think that's that's really the most important part right is like what like as a dad right you have your positive and your negative that you're trying to the negative you're trying to call the positive you're trying to like continue on what what is focused around the kids and their experience right both from a biblical perspective and from a you know american christmas tradition perspective like what's what are you going going to cultivate and what are you going to kill and mm-hmm. so that that yep. you know with really lincoln good. like like he's seven and your eyes four and Nora's going to be here in february so sh- her first christmas will be mm-hmm. next year but um like february we, holy cow i know it, we're here like That's anna so is soon anna is super pregnant she's like 32nd birthday i really want Nora to be because her due date is like my birthday i believe February 22nd. 21st is my birthday. I mean, it's a high possibility that she comes on the 21st or earlier. So um, I'm so pumped for you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> pumped. Like I'm, I'm excited to have a daughter and I'm also terrified, but yeah. oh, it's, it's um, humbling. It'll, yeah. it'll highlight how horribly you'll, you'll look back and be like, I was not a good guy to girls. <laughs> right. Ever. Like, it's like, I mean, we can go back to that, like, what are you raising your daughters to be? And you're raising them to see what a man should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's I'm like, like, I was not the man I should have been for, like, 23 bro, you years have a of my giant life. white Stanley Cup? It's full of milk. It, whole, whole milk. Milk and Cheerios. Breast milk. Gains. Um, Dear God, no. <laughs> Good grief. Hey, it's a thing. It's a thing. I know. It's kind of a gross thing. This is gross thing. Um, (laughs) on the you know on the family tradition side of things, it's like we've been really and there's not really a good word for it, but very ruthless when it comes to our focus. When it intentional, 
is the way intentional intentional is a better word um but really everything we do is around their experience um we want them to experience the gospel we want them to experience you know worship christmas music so like coming up in a few weeks we'll or not a few weeks i guess christmas is next week so sometime this weekend i guess um we're we do christmas lights right so we we get in the truck, they get in their jammies, they get hot chop, hot chocolate, we roll the windows down, turn the heat all the way up, open the sunroof, and they just got free reign in the truck, and we just drive around the neighborhood. Out the sunroof. <laughs> right. um, and we just drive around the neighborhood and look at Christmas lights and all that kind of stuff, right? But it's that that whole yeah. experience is focused around them rather yeah. than this like fill in the blank candy making this or whatever right where it's built really around us yeah yeah i i agree i really want i I like that intentional focus of is this for the kids you know if we're doing it for us or doing it for somebody else i think you have lost i I mean honestly i think i think it's really important to to hang in in the balance when you've, when you're juggling the needs and wants of uh, in-laws and your parents and everyone else that's trying to fight for your attention is like, I understand that you have your wants and your desires for what you want Christmas to be. But like, I'm sorry, but that doesn't come first. Like it's, it's my, it's my kids that come first. Yeah. And the, I hate that I'm quoting him because I don't agree with a lot of what he says. But um, Mark I mean, Driscoll, you, you chew the meat and spit out the bones, right? Mark Driscoll had a really like he talks really well around marriage, right? And the covering shift and all of that, like he has a really good explanation around that. But it's really like, um, as families and parents, right? We are all creating our own environment, our own covering, and mm-hmm. that has shifted to us. Like that mantle has shifted to us. And so it is no longer, and, and the holidays is a very poignant way to illustrate this because it's very hostile and a hot button topic for a lot of families where it's like, oh, you're not going to go to, you know, Christmas tree day. Oh, okay. Or you're not going to go to fill in the blank, but like, it really is like, we are doing our own thing and it's upon the, the in-laws to adhere to that thing. And I think one of the pieces that's really important though, is like, we don't just throw into that bucket the, I don't want to do this. So it's not going to get done. Right. Where it's like that. And that's why I like framed it up earlier is like the lens of the kids. It's like, is this going to be a positive, memorable experience for them? Even though it takes a lot of, a lot from me to make it happen. Right. Cause snowflake lane in Bellevue, like parking is going to be a train wreck. It's going to be a ton of people. It's going to be a long a night and I'll, I will have worked a full 10 hour day prior. Yes. But are the boys going to have that ultra memorable moment? Yep. A part of their Christmas. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. I'm going to hold a seven year old on my shoulders and feel like my lower back's going to blow out and that's okay. Yeah. Park at the Lincoln square expansion. Welcome that's where you got to park. That is your parking spot. Trust me, having gone to Bellevue enough times, either Bank of America building or Lincoln Square expansion, those are your two best parking spots. 
But I, I, yeah, I really like that intentionality of it. This is for the kids. This is, we have created a new family union. For this mm-hmm. reason, a man will leave his mother and father. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like we are, it's not to be petty. It is not to be uh, thrown around like I'm not part of the family. I've created my own. It's the, these are my children. Their focus. They are the focus of what is yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We will be taking New Year's Day off for recording as well. So we record every other week uh, for the most part. And then on the following week is when the episodes come out. So uh, we're recording this the 18th. So then our next natural recording day would be uh, New Year's Day. But we're going to take that off. Uh, Just spend it it, uh, with our family. And um, so our next episode won't come out until January 15th. Um, so I want to make sure that we covered kind of Christmas and covered New Year's um, kind of all in one encompassing episode. So I know we've been going for a little bit here, but quickly, um, have you guys thought much about your goals for uh, 2024 personally or for your family at all? So goals is definitely something that's like front and center in my mind, right? It's like, you know, I set goals for myself in December um, because I feel like Anytime we wait until January, February, we've already lost a portion of the year. Right. Yeah. And that, and that, and that comes from a business mindset is like, I'm all like, I turned in a, a bunch of stuff to present later this week um, for my year in 2024. So I'm actively thinking about 2024 in late November, early December. Right. Just overall from a business perspective, as well as from a, a life family ministry perspective. And one of the things that my church does um, in January is we do a 21 day fast. You know, we, we Mm -hmm. give a percentage of our time as a tithe to the Lord and we do it at the beginning of the year. And so it, it really does coincide with a lot of things where um, I'm centering myself around a few specific things. And so for me, um, with just some transitions in my business and things like that, uh, the Lord has given me a lot of time back where, um, I've been very active as an individual and I, I thrive in the extreme ends, right? So it's like bouncing off the rev limiter, like always busy, always whatever. Right. And that, mm-hmm. you know, based upon some podcasts and things that I listen to, over the last couple of months is like that really like busy as a drug. And so the influx of this available time, I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, and I'm really waiting on the Lord to, to show me what that time is going to be consumed of. I know that it's going to, a portion of that's going to be ministry. A portion of that's going to be education and a portion of that's Mm going to be my boys, um, and my daughter. Right. And so really looking at, what does like what consumes this available time and what does potency with that time look like? Because there is ultimately a limited number of hours in a day. There's ultimately a limited number of time that I have. So how do I be the most potent in the categories that the Lord has really outlined for me, which is my family, my ministry, my, um, my education. Um, How do I utilize that available time now best for them? So it's like a mm-hmm. overarching goal, right? Is like really 
um, taking that new available time and adhering it appropriately and making uh, the best experience for my wife, my sons, my daughter, my ministry, and my, you know, my education. Because one of the things I was, I was just asking the Lord the last couple of weeks, because this transition happened November 1st. So mm-hmm. I was just asking the Lord, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do with this time? Because I can easily fill this with stuff that's maybe advantageous for me in the moment, but it's not going to be advantageous for me long-term. Mm-hmm. And, and he legitimately was like, you've been wanting to read this book for a while. Why haven't you? Mm-hmm. Right. And so like that education doesn't look like me going and getting my master's or, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it looks like me, um, in the arenas that I'm in honing those crafts and being better as a leader, being better as a father, being better as a, as a son of God. And so my goals ultimately are very loose right now, which is not comfortable for me because usually I am very, very dialed and it's like, it's this, this is happening then. And this is what I'm doing. And this is, you know, this is going to happen in this quarter and and all those things. And, and the Lord has really like, wrenched that back to, I think, ultimately test me and drive me to be better. Um, but overall it's looking at like, where, where's this time applied and how, and how do I use it best? Um, and I know, you know, family ministry education are the core, but this fast that's coming up in January is like, I've set aside that time, those 21 days to really, um, allow the Lord to show me what, what does it look like in those three categories? Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, for me, honestly, there's like the normal financial goals because as cost of living has, has increased exponentially, we've had to be tighter and tighter on yeah. budget. Um, yeah. But um, just like the basic financial goals set aside more each month, uh, waste a little less money here or there, you know, yeah. Um, but then also for me, uh, family wise, I really want to intentionally get into like, Em and I have the last like six months been very intentional about, um, like family dinner time. Uh, cause mm-hmm. we don't have the, we, we're all running crazy all the time. Yeah. Um, and we tend to eat a little later than probably, I don't know when your guys' dinner times are, but ours is closer to like seven ish, um, which normally we have uh, like the kids are eating and Em and I sit on the couch or something like that. The kids have their time, um, but trying to be intentional about uh, time as a family. And then also like devotionals as a family. And I know, mm-hmm. um, I know Alex, you do those fairly regularly, um, but yeah. also just just trying to. I mean, when you have four kids, sicknesses linger for like six weeks because it slowly travels <laughs> through each one, which yeah. therefore means we don't get the kids to church as often as we'd like to, because mm-hmm. you don't put a sick kid in the nursery or mm-hmm. in kids ministries or something like that. Yeah, so. There's a lot, and I serve a lot. So therefore, I'm at church serving, but M has to be at home with the kids. Yeah. So then it's like this weird, like, 
my wife and kids are not in church half as much as we want to be, but it's not because we don't want to go to church or church isn't a priority because of sickness. So one of the things we really want to do is start, uh, or that's been on my heart, and it it was one of those things, I don't know if this happens in your guys' marriages, but where something sits on my heart and I bring it up to Em, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about that too. I've been, I've really, that's been important to me too. I'm like, oh, cool. That means I'm not full of it. Um, (laughs) But um, just getting into devotions and Bible time together um, so that I can try and instill in my kids that that um personal relationship or give them that solid foundation to start with so that they can then build on their own relationship starting young um yeah but other than that i mean i had a really good year of work and had a really good year of work so it's not more of those like I want to be a better employee. No, I'm I'm pretty freaking <laughs> awesome as it is. Um, but you know, it's just like overall, I haven't really like I've prayed about it some, but I don't have any like super like pressing. I want to do better this way or yeah. that way, or yeah. person like failures on the year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like I think I could do better in these areas with yeah. like dedicated focus and intentionality to these areas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've, Kate and I have started talking last week about kind of our goals for the year and what we want, what we want 2024 to look like. Um, And for us, I think the, the big overarching thing for us was definitely to strap down on our finances and um, begin to, um, really start putting away money towards savings, towards our retirement funds, towards uh, a, a college fund for, for baby Ed and um, just making sure that we have all of that in order um, so that we don't get caught later in life or regretting that. Um, so we're, <clears throat> so it's been, so it's a high priority for us to make sure that we're like contributing our max contributions every year and making sure that we're just setting ourselves up for the future um, as best as we can, which definitely makes it uncomfortable and sucks <laughs> right now. Um, Cause I've just no no one's ever taught me how to, how to handle money. So it's just, I'm awful with it and I just want to spend it as soon as I get it. Um, so it's definitely something that we're working on in 2024. Um, we also want to work on having a family, family worship time, a family devotional time. Um, my, my coworker actually was the one that challenged me on this. He was like, it was a few, few months ago. He was like, we were just like in the car driving to a setup at work. And he was like, Hey, what is your, what is your guys's like family, family worship time look like? And I was like, family, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, you know, like a time that you basically have church as a family, like just, just you guys, like not, having somebody else lead you, like you leading. What does that look like? And I was like, to be honest, like we don't do that. <laughs> no, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. it's, and, and it, it kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Like I was like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't Why would you do that? Um, but it's, I've really just been wrestling with it and being like, no, like wait, I, and, and even our conversations prior on the podcast, um, a few weeks ago, I remember us talking about like, we want, to replicate 
like we don't want our kids. I think it was when Cameron was on, like we don't want our kids to see us at church and have it be a different side of us that they haven't seen before. Yeah. Like I want, I want Ezekiel to see me. know that that you, that is you all the time. Yeah. I want to see him. I want him to, to see me worshiping in our living room before he sees me worship on a stage or before he sees me worship in, in the audience or auditorium. Like, um, that's really important to me. And, um, and I think that was when Cam was, cause I talked, that's when we talked about like service prep time instead of shooing the kids out of the room. Like if I'm yeah. practicing guitar for a service, yeah, get in here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've, I've really been wrestling with that. And I think that's something that's really important to me and it's, man, it's going to be really awkward <laughs> to start. Like, um, but I think, I think it's, it's definitely something that's, um, worth pushing through the awkward and worth um, kind of making those memories and those moments to pursue Jesus as a family and not just something that we do on Sundays, but something that we do throughout the week. Um, so that's been something that's important um, to me. And then I kind of wrote down um, <clears throat> quite a, I wrote down a list of things um, that I wrote down here. Um, I just have a note in my phone that I have pinned so that I see it pretty frequently whenever I'm on my phone. Um, and it's just my 2024 habits. Um, so I just want to read those to you guys quick. Um, for those of you listening, if you haven't spent some time um, praying or meditating or doing whatever you do um, to kind of just take some time and, and set it aside to just contemplate and think and process, um, definitely recommend that you do that. Set some time aside. Um, either by yourself or with your wife or spouse or um, and just kind of meditate on what you want out of next year. Don't let another year just pass you by where you're just going through the motions and um, kind of playing life on defense. Like, no, be on offense, like take control of your life and, and um, prioritize that. So uh, here's my list. Um, if you, if any of this kind of inspires you, feel free to write it down and take it for yourself. Um, but here's mine. I wrote to, to prioritize abiding with Jesus, to be intentional with my family, friends, and community, to be deeply, to deeply know and be known, to be outside more, to trust even when the whole path isn't clear, to daily trade my life for something bigger than me, to to ruthlessly eliminate hurry, to consistently fan the consistently fan the flame of gratitude to notice and cherish the little things to prioritize kindness, to stand up for the overlooked and oppressed to to hit the pause button more consistently and intentionally to see and savor the beauty in the common ordinary places to show grace toward failures, even my own to forgive and repent more readily. Tell those I love you, I love, tell those I love, I love you more consistently. To see all of life as a mission. To listen, to understand, not respond. To always, always keep getting up. And lastly, to regularly ask, what would Jesus do? Um, so whenever you're getting around to listening to this episode, whether you're traveling for Christmas or you're in the gym or you're getting ready for work, Take some time over the next few weeks to be intentional with your family. Be intentional with your kids. Be intentional with your spouse. Make memories. 
have fun together. What are you going to do to make your 2024 the best year yet? I think something to keep in mind is that you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your routines. I'm going to say that again for those in the back. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your routines. Setting goals is great and is something that I'm definitely doing, but setting goals doesn't get you places. Changing your routines is how you get there. I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's awkward, but I believe in you. You got this. Thank you so much for tuning in to Somehow I Dad. We truly appreciate your support and the time you've taken to listen to us. Your encouragement and feedback mean the world to us. We hope that our discussions and stories have resonated with you and provide some valuable insights and inspiration. We're grateful to have you as a part of the community and we look forward to bringing you more content that you'll enjoy. Thank you again for being a listener and being a part of our journey as dads. Until next time. I'm TJ. I'm Alex. And I'm Garrett. Remember that being good enough isn't the goal. The goal is progress over perfection. Let's all try to be a little bit better this week than we were last week. Let's all try to be a little bit better this year than we were last year. You got this. Take care. Brush your hair. Love you. Bye. Bye.